Own Your Creativity, Episode 106. Hello, this is Elizabeth Johnston, your story and creativity coach. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Natalie Grignon, investment advisor and author, about the role of story in your business. Natalie shares how she realized she needed to translate the highly technical things she does into language easily understood by potential clients. And one of the best ways to do that, she found, was to share stories. Because that is what they remember most. Take a listen. Hello, everybody. Elizabeth Johnston here, your story and creativity coach. I'm super excited today to be talking to Natalie Grignol. And uh, we're here to talk about story and the entrepreneur. But before we dive into that, Natalie, welcome. And please tell us a little bit about what you do and who you serve. Thank you. Hi, everybody. My name is Natalie Grignol. I am an investment advisor. I've been in the financial field for 16 years. Uh, but I'm also an author. I wrote a couple of books. And uh, I also have a designation that almost nobody else has in Quebec, uh, which is CDFA, Certified Divorce Financial Analyst. I can help lawyers uh, and couples going through divorce and divorce cases. Uh, but as an investment advisor, my biggest passion is financial literacy. Um, what I try to point out, point out with everybody that I meet is that investing in the stock market does not have to be scary. Ooh, that sounds exciting and intriguing. <laughs> All righty. So I, you know, we've worked together before and you've got um, several books out now. I'm wondering for you as an investment advisor, um, working in the corporate world with clients and that sort of thing, what role or importance do you see story taking in your career and in your business? That's a really good question because, uh, you know, one of the main reasons uh, that I worked with you to write my first book was because I was, uh, you know, I realized that there's a lot of lack of financial literacy in schools and I was doing my workshops and everybody says that we only retain about 10% of what the person says. So my, my goal to write the first book was to actually just, you know, for the people to have something in their hands when they leave. So my first book, it's not stories. It's really just, you know, simple information about budgeting and interest and inflation and investments. But I wanted, you know, the, the teenagers or whoever came to my workshops to leave with something. Uh, but then, you know, I realized that people, yeah, you know, they retain numbers, right? I can give them facts and I can give them numbers. Uh, but what they retain the most is the stories that I attach to whatever I'm talking about. And I'll give you an example. In my book, I talk about, you know, how at 15, my son thought, you know, he could move out at eight, at 18 with a part-time job, going to school and living on his own and having a car. And I was like, you know, buddy, come on. <laughs> You know, um, you can't, you know, nowadays, you know, it's it would be very difficult to live on your own in an apartment at 18 with a part time job going to school. You know, the cost of living is is, you know, of course, it goes up every year. Right. So um, and then, you know, in the book, I always also discuss that, you know, my son, he would go on tick not TikTok back then, but Instagram and Facebook. And he would see 20 year olds driving Lamborghinis. 
you yeah. know, and kids, they think, you know, it's normal to have a Lamborghini by 20 and you just, you know, go on YouTube and Instagram and make money that way. And, you know, I can talk about all day about budgeting and about, you know, uh, you know, saving money as much as possible, spending less, you know, living below your means. But people will remember the stories more than anything else. So they remember the story of my son, right? right. And uh, if they if they realize, you know, that's that's something that they should think about in their life with their budgeting, I'm not sure, but they remember the stories, right? <laughs> right. And you have this great story about a woman who reached out to you like a year later or something, and it was the story that she remembered and, and attached to your name. Can you tell us about right? that? Yeah, so... Um, so I, I think it was about two years ago when I did a conference from for International Women's Day. And even that conference, I don't remember how long it was. It was probably 10 minutes, 20 minutes, something. And again, I could talk about, you know, what I do uh, with my expertise of CDFA. And I can talk about it and what I do and technical and whatever, all that analysis. But it was actually, you know, the stories that I talk about, right? Like I was talking about a case where, you know, an ex-husband was declaring a revenue of 25, but in reality he was making much more. And I was telling the story of how, you know, I was found, like, you know, I found tax evasion even. So people will remember the stories because it resonates with them, right? If you hear a story and some part of it resonates with you, and you almost like you understand like the part of the story because you almost like you know yourself in that story or you know it makes you think of somebody in your life you will remember stories you're not going to remember statistics you're not going to remember numbers you're not going to remember exactly what i do what type of analysis what i use to make my analysis but you'll remember the story of that woman who's been fighting in the courts for 10 years and the ex-husband was declaring, you know, revenue of 25, 35, but in reality he's making 120. So when you hear stories like that, you, you remember them, right? Because, you know, we, uh, we all know somebody going through a divorce. We all know somebody who, you know, wants to, to receive child support, but the other person is trying to avoid it. So the stories, it's funny. It's the stories that we remember, right? Yeah, it's ne yeah. it's never it's it's never the statistics itself, or you know, they say that you always remember how the person made you feel, but right. also you you'll remember the stories that they told more than their names. You won't you won't remember their names or whatever, right? So it's funny how you know that woman that reached out a year later. It's because she remembered that story and I had given her, of course, my biz my business card. But people remember stories, you know, and they, they could be funny. They could be, you know, sad, whatever. But stories resonates with people. Yeah. And and the, the thing that I love about that story is that when you shared a, a, like a real story uh, of a client that you work with and how you help them, it really has that beginning, middle and end. You know, somebody had a problem, you came in to help them with a the problem and they and you achieved a certain level of success, right? And so it completes that loop. And that's what uh, people remember too. It's, um, they might remember like, oh, there's this horrible thing that happened. But in terms of like finding a person who can help them, if they find themselves in that same situation, they will remember that story that you told them about how this person, this client had a problem, came to you and you helped them solve it. 
So I, th I think that's the power of the story and the way that it resonates, you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, and it's, and it's funny because when we have clients, uh, even other professionals, right? Like the accountants or the doctors, when we have clients, and yes, it's true, when we meet them, there's a problem, and then we take care of it, and then there's the ending. But us, professionals, we don't see that as a story. Right. And it's exactly what you just said. But when, you know, and then somebody might be fearful of approaching a professional because they think that their problems, you know, nobody will understand or, you know, their problems are unique. Yeah, we each have our own unique circumstances, unique problems. But, you know, uh, humans, we all live, you know, we all live similar things. And uh, so it's 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 funny how. I see them as clients and they often become friends, but mm -hmm. somebody like you sees that as a story, right? Uh, it's, it's true. It is a story. There's a, there's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an end. Um, so yeah, there's a story, I guess, in all of us in every situation. So yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, cool. And so in the process of writing your books, uh, how did that process help you maybe understand what you do in a different way or or deeper way, what was the transformation for you in, in writing those books? Well, so just writing the book itself, I can tell you that that could be overwhelming, right? Because when you're not an author, well, you don't consider yourself an author and you want to write your first book. So of course, meeting with you was a tremendous help because I had all the ideas in my head of what I wanted to put down. And, you know, one session with you, you know, that was it. I was done. I knew exactly how I was going to write my book. And uh, and writing that book made me realize that, well, I knew that things had to be simplified to talk to people, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, I'm nobody's ever impressed with an investment advisor who says big words, you know, and they, they try to seem to tell you to trust them, but they don't really explain things. Nobody's impressed with that anymore, you know? Um, but writing that book confirmed that simplifying things as much as possible, uh, because especially in finance, right? People feel bad or embarrassed when they don't know something about finance, but not everybody has to know everything about finance, right? And yeah. it's okay to ask those questions about what's a budget, what's an interest, what's a dividend, what's a what's a mutual fund. Those questions are valid. Those questions, you can have them, you know, as young as 13 or 20, 40, 50. It doesn't matter what age you are. So even though my the title of my book is Wealth 101 for Teenagers, it is actually for, for everybody. And for me, it was a confirmation that things need to be simplified in finance. But at the same time, it also confirmed that when you have a book and you're sharing stories and, and you know, you could, it could add credibility to, to what you're doing. Um, it certainly adds visibility. There's maybe a wow factor. And of course I didn't do that for that. You know, that was not my main goal. My main goal was to have something written down for people to have, but, but it confirmed that for me, that having something written down is something that, you know, people can always, they can always get back to that. And then if they buy your book and they like it and they learn something, they'll share it. You know, a, a business card, you can lose it, you can throw it out, but a book, you'll share it with somebody, right? Even if you learned one thing or even one thing that you loved about it, you'll share it. 
Yeah, yeah, you're so right. So we're just about to wrap up now. Are there any last minute uh, thoughts or something that you'd like to share with our listeners and, and viewers about the power of story in your business? Well, so any every conference that I've done or even meetings with people, I try to bring like a, a story. People will remember stories and and um and it's it's a part that it's it's something that connects us to the other person, right? When you're sharing a personal story, uh, you know, it's it adds to that connection. So no matter what you are, like especially for the people who are very analytical or very corporate, and they don't think that they need to share stories in the business, you're wrong. You know, sharing stories is what connects us to to people and, uh, you know, connections and collaborations. That's really the future. So the power of storytelling is is amazing. I love that. Stories connect us. That's a, a great way to wrap up today. Right. Thank you yes. so much, Natalie. It was lovely to speak to you. Thank you. Have a nice weekend. That was my conversation with investment advisor and author Natalie Grignon. In her experience, she's seen firsthand how people remember her not because of the facts and particulars of her qualifications, but because of the stories she shares with her audience. In fact, stories are remembered 22 times more than facts and data. So another compelling reason to use stories in your business. If you're curious about the top five reasons your business needs to share more of you through personal story, pick up my free report at bit.ly forward slash story October. All small words, all small letters. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And until next time, own your creativity.